Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today we're chatting with Rocky Romanella. Rocky is the founder and CEO of 360 Management Services, a management consulting firm specializing in executive speaking, leadership development, and consulting services. Rocky led one of the largest rebranding initiatives in franchising history, the UPS Store, revolutionizing the $9 billion retail shipping and business services market. He's also the author of the newly released book, Tighten the Lug Nuts, The Principles of Balanced Leadership. Rocky, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I look forward to speaking with you and your audience and talking about what I think is one of the most critical components of leadership coaching. Awesome. Now, before we jump into more about your business, I want you to tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working. Well, thanks for asking. Well, I have uh, four beautiful children, and uh, I am now have the greatest title of all time, Grandpa. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it must be Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa <laughs> it is. So uh, we have uh, one uh, grandson. He's uh, about 14 months old, and then uh, we just had our second grandchild, Penelope Rose, two weeks ago. So I would say that you know, it, golf and all those things are fun, but I got to tell you, nothing's better than uh, your grandchildren. So that's probably my biggest hobby right now. Debbie and I are really enjoying our two grandchildren. And uh, so that's kind of occupies a lot of my time right now. Well, absolutely. Well, congratulations on the newest little one. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, we all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is really going to focus on your journey. So how long have you been in the coaching and consulting industry and what really led you to get into it? Well, the, the specific coaching and consulting, I would say it's about two years now. But uh, from a historical perspective, I started in uh, I started working for UPS in uh, June of 1976, and I was going to college. It was a part time job to pay my way through school, and I was going to college to be a high school history teacher and a baseball coach. Uh, I love the coaching. I love the sports and uh, really was looking forward to that. As I as I grew inside of UPS in those four years, I was uh, working my way through college. I changed my major to management and I felt very comfortable doing it because I believe a good leader, a good manager uh, was a good coach. And so I felt like my natural coaching tendencies and desire to coach, uh, I would just now use it in the business side. And so I grew through my career throughout UPS. Uh, UPS had a promotion from within policy, which allowed me to grow inside of UPS. And I always felt like my ability to coach, my ability to help other people uh, grow and develop, I thought was um, was, was such a an important part of being a great leader or a good leader. Uh, but I but I also thought that it sort of naturally went with my desire to be a coach. And so I, I, I really felt like those two work together. I mean, for me, coaching is that process of kind of maximizing a person's potential. You know, you're motivating a person to do the best possible job, or in this case, maybe uh, in their sports world, to do the best they possibly can. And, and I think if you can really help individuals get to that next level, help them to fulfill their, you know, desires and really get, you know, gain the confidence. To me, coaching is a lot about confidence. Can I, do I believe in someone until they're ready to believe in themselves? And so throughout my career, I felt that was important. 
And then UPS also gave me the opportunity to to grow and develop in some non-traditional areas. As you stated, we had the largest rebranding of a franchise network in the UPS store. As when we purchased mailboxes, et cetera, I had the opportunity to work with the franchisees. We're a 100% franchisee-owned business on that side. So uh, over 5,000 stores in the United States and Canada, all franchisee-owned, no company-owned stores. And so that was a huge opportunity for me to learn uh, the, the franchising world and really work with uh, some tremendous entrepreneurs. And then later on in my UPS career, we put together a series of acquisitions over 20. That's today UPS Supply Chain Solutions. And that gave me an opportunity to help develop uh, not only business, but, but people along the way. As you can imagine, I was coached by some and mentored by some excellent leaders. And so I always felt like part of my responsibility was to give back. And I, I was the recipient of some excellent coaching and mentoring. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, I could leave it just a little bit better place than I found it by helping and mentoring and coaching some other folks. So that's uh, that's sort of my UPS career. And then when I retired from UPS, I took on a role as a CEO and board member of a uh, telecom, small telecom company. We built cell towers, we upgraded cell towers, and then we also did installation of cable and direct TV and those kinds of services. Uh, that, we had a sale, so I retired from there. So I guess you could say I retired twice. Uh, I'm not good at the <laughs> retirement. I may be okay in business, but I'm not good on the retiring side. Right. And then started uh, 360 Management Services about two years ago. Now, everybody knows that starting a business can have a lot of ups and downs. So can you tell us about one of your big disappointments or just a low point when you were starting your business? So one of the, one of the I would say disappointments is that it's it, it, you have a you have a view you have a vision you have an idea and you're excited about it and you you can't wait to get other people to see the vision and you believe that while you're not perfect it's it's a good vision i mean i've got some really good things to offer but that disconnect happens where the person you're talking to about your training or your your speaking roles or potentially the the consulting services that you can offer for them and it's crystal clear to you but sometimes it's hard to have that connect on the other side of the table and i think that sometimes that's a little disappointing i i also think as a you know as the entrepreneur now you're sitting there thinking well, come on let's make this happen let's go it's it's crystal clear uh, but it's sometimes difficult on the other side of that table you know you know making the decision getting ready to go so i think that that's where sometimes the frustration comes in where you believe you have something really good to offer that you have their best interest in mind that uh, together you can really make some wonderful things happen from a business perspective but you may be ready to go when they're not. So I, I find that more frustrating, I guess, than disappointing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the tough part, right? To get through some of those disappointings. You have to, you have to get to a lot of no's, I guess, to get to some yeses. Yes, absolutely. Now, speaking of getting through the nose, um, you know, you often hear people joke about how, you know, it only took me four years to become an overnight success. It, <laughs> you know, it, it takes a lot of consistent action before you can really catch, the, you know, that first big break. So can you tell us about, you know, maybe a tipping point in your business, like maybe when you finally started to feel like you were gaining momentum? 
Well, I would say, first of all, in my world, it's 40 years, right? It took me 40 years to get to sitting in you know, <laughs> here talking to you, a, a success that you are, and some of the successful people I deal with. But yes, it's consistency. Uh, you know, it's that consistency is the mark of a champion. It's that consistent behavior. It's the consistent approach that you do things. And frankly, there's no substitute for hard work. I mean, you have to, I really think it, 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 you, you just outwork people sometimes. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to put my head down to chop wood. And, you know, I've got those two or three no's. I've got a lot of maybes waiting when it comes to growing this business. I'm just going to keep knocking on a few doors, keep sending out some emails, keep, you know, making some phone calls. And you put yourself out there. And I will tell you, uh, it, there's a tremendous amount of sweat equity that goes in, in, in building a business. Now, for me, you know, you're sitting there thinking, well, yeah, no kidding. Well, you know, it wasn't as that wasn't as obvious to me coming from a more corporate environment that I was in. I I saw that though on the on the UPS store side with the entrepreneurs and the store owners that bought the st- that bought their store stores. And so from that perspective, I started to realize, wow, there's a lot of sweat equity. You do a lot of I guess what you could say, uh, 501c kind of things, charitable kind of things. Like you're going to knock on, you're going to talk to other business people. You're you're doing presentations that may not, you know, necessarily lead to uh, lead to business immediately. So, you know, I, I felt like I became a a instead of a hunter, I became a planter. I started planting a lot of seeds. You know, mm-hmm. we always say, and you know, you want to you want to have hunters out there in in your uh, in your business development group, but. I find in small business, you really, uh, 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 you're, you're a farmer. You're always planting seeds. You're always out there trying to, you know, plant some seeds and hope that at some point somebody picks up that phone and calls you and says, you know, I've had this significant event in my business and I could use your help. Right, right. Now, success, we, we often try to put it in, you know, hitting certain goals or, or measuring milestones or, putting out benchmarks for ourselves. So what's been your biggest win or maybe even a favorite achievement so far? Well, I think for me, in the more recent, recently, it, it is the fact that, uh, you know, we, I've, we've got a, a nice small, we have a nice business moving forward right now. Uh, we, I'm signed for, you know, speaking engagements. We have some consulting engagements going on right now and some training going on. So from that perspective, it's a, uh, it, I would say those are my small successes that I feel myself and our group feel really good about. But for me to, right now is it's my book. You know, I published a book February fifteenth. The significance of February fifteenth, if I could, is uh, my wife Debbie's birthday. Mm, so mm-hmm. we launched the book on her birthday. The book, in large measure, is a is a thanks uh, to my dad who has since passed, but was a influence in my life growing up. And my wife, Debbie, who's been a tremendous support uh, and, and really a great partner and friend uh, through throughout our married life and, and in my adult life, just a great influence on me. Many of the quotes in the book and many of the things I talk about are, are I learned and, and from her and, and watching her and all the things that she does. So she's been just fantastic. So I felt like the book gave me a chance to thank those to thank my wife and, and my dad. And then also a kind of a, you know, in a nice way, say thank you to a wonderful career that I had. And then I've always believed, believed that leadership is the ability and, and legacy is the ability to leave a little better place than you found it. And I felt like in this book, I had the opportunity to take 40 years of business and through a story, talk a little bit about the successes, but more importantly, some of the things that could help uh, help you or, or help a person in their personal and professional life be just a little better person. And I think if you're a good person, you're you're going to be a good leader, a good mentor, a good coach. Right. Now, 
we've been talking a lot about inspiration and and how things got started. Now, before we move on to the part of the podcast that really focuses on you know real action steps, let's talk about the future just a little bit. What are you most excited about creating next in your business? I really want to create a thought leadership training uh, you know core competency of our business because i I really do believe that in in this world where everyone is doing all kinds of you know right sizing and cutting back it's it it always disturbs me that the first thing that always gets cut in cut in business, whether you're a large corporation or a small business, it always comes down to something that deals with people training onboarding services, and those kinds of things and and to me, I think that in my in, at least in my view. To me, that's the last thing you would want to cut because your business is about people. Someone has to execute the product or service that you're trying to bring to market. And if you cut those things out, well, then you may have the best product in the world. But if the people executing that product on your behalf don't understand the product, don't understand the goals and aspirations of what you know, you're trying to achieve with that product, well, then you never really, you, know, you never really bring that to fruition. So I I'm, I really believe that the training and developing of people, the, the ability to get people to do things they never thought they could do before is an important part of, of any business and a core foundation of a business. And so I think that there's a continues to be a need out there. So all these companies that right-sized out their training and development or right-sized out their succession planning or right-sized out their coaching and development skills – they need those skills. There's no doubt about it. And so I'm hoping that we can fulfill that vo- fill that void uh, by being there. And then when you when you sign on 360 Magic Services or what you're getting are seasoned professionals. I have 40 years of business. I just did a a, a class at Seton Hall University in their continuing education program a class uh, we put together called Why Values Matter. And in that class, we talk about, you know, why values matters, what you do when no one's watching accounts, why values and ethics are so important in their personal life and professional lives. But, you know, when you go around the room and everybody introduces themselves and you say, hey, I'm Rocky Bomanella, 40 years of business. And hi, I'm Nick Kochak, 38 years of business. On another class, I was doing it with another partner of ours, Bill Klusman. He's got 36 years of of business, so you really start to get that those years of service and that expertise that really helps. So I think that for me, I think that's a that's a void that we can fill with our with our years of service, our experience, and our ability to connect with people. Sure. Now we're going to transition now into the part of the conversation that I really enjoy the most. Um, we talk about what's really working right now in business. Okay. Now, Now, one of the things that I like to stress to coaches out there is that there's many ways online and offline to make a living as a coach. So how are you generating revenue in your business today? Well, we generated kind of the, the, the tip of the spear for us is really the the public speaking or thought leadership speaking that I, you know, do most of. And what generally ends up happening there is that you get in front of a large audience and especially in an association speaking engagement, there may be 200 people in the audience, but 115, 120 uh, people there from different companies. And what that does, it allows them to see your style, which is so important. Are you going to be able to connect with my people in our organization? And I like the thought processes that you have. And I like the way you're able to take those thought processes and give me a way to have those aha moments. 
Well, then that generally leads to the the, co- the uh, coaching or the the leadership training that we really enjoy doing. There's some consulting that comes out of it, but we really love the the leadership training. So. Right. The Unstoppable Coach family is made up of both new and experienced coaches. But the one thing that they all have in common is that they want to grow their business in a big way. So what's your favorite strategy these days for attracting new clients into your business? Well, I think it's a two-step approach that I think that I like to use. The first one is in your current customer base, right? In your current customer base, can you go deep and wide, right? When you when you meet with a customer, are you asking the question, like, what keeps you up awake at night? The problem is, is that as a business owner, and whether you're small or large, you tend to you tend to think it's always about you. It's really not about you. It's about your customer, right? And so you start with that question: What keeps you up awake at night? You know, what differentiates you? Not us. What differentiates you from your competitors? So now, what you start to do is you move from being an order taker to a solutions provider. Am I going to provide unique solutions on behalf of my customer so it differentiates them from their competitors? And so when I start to think about things differently that way, I start to realize there's more opportunities inside that that customer. So in an existing customer, your ability to go deep and wide, to penetrate that customer and do more things on their behalf is always a shorter shorter route to gaining new business or maybe, you know, helping your revenue stream become stronger. When it comes to new businesses, I think it always starts out with who's the customer. Who's the customer that you're trying to solve for when, when you're meeting a new customer? What do what do they do? Who's their end customer? And if you can understand that, because if you think about it, sometimes we don't really understand who the end customer is. And you know, it, it could be, for example, take a food franchise when you're when you're putting together a solution or you're talking to uh, you know talking to that management group there. Some would say the end user is the person walking in off the street buying the product. Some would say it's the franchisees, and others would say it's potentially the vendors that we use. So understanding when you're going into a new business, who's their customers, what keeps them up awake at night, what are they, what are they trying to solve for, then helps you position your product, help position your service if it's a service, so that you can really kind of fill that niche, fill that niche or fill that need that they have on behalf of their customers. Right, right. Now, knowing what you know today about building a successful business, what would you say is one action step that you feel coaches should implement this week if they're serious about growing their business? I think that if it, one of the first steps would be is to is to clearly understand what does your brand represent? You sometimes and and can you articulate that? I think that that's sometimes my biggest struggle. I have a very clear view in my mind, even when, for example, you're asking me the questions, right, about, you know, your business and what you're trying to accomplish. And I have a very clear view in my mind, but articulating it sometimes, I mean, sure. is, is, is difficult, right? And so, so by not being able to articulate it or be very succinct in describing who you are, what you stand for as a, as a company or as a, as a, a small business, well, then what ends up happening is you missed the mark. I, you know, think about how many times you've had a conversation with somebody and you, on your drive home, you think, oh, I should have said this. Right, right. Well, the same happens in business, right? But unfortunately, you may not get that second chance. And so I think 
you know, knowing what I know today, to start over again, we, we should have done in our little group here at 360 Management Services a little a better job of articulating who we are. We just were so confident that we had a good a service that once people got to know us, they would absolutely want to use us. But that step before getting to know us is sort of like your resume. You know what I mean? Do you have a good resume, right? You know, you, you know, thousands of resumes go to a company and they're going through them. Does your resume jump out at me? Well, that's sort of articulating your brand, articulating what you stand for, articulating your products and services. And if you can't do that, people just don't have the time sometimes. So, you know, so as I drive home sometimes from a customer, I'm thinking, God, I wish I would have said this, or I didn't say it that way, or I'm not sure he really understands exactly what it is that we do, or what differentiates me from hundreds of other companies that want to sell them a training program. Right, exactly. So the first thing you have to do is get clear. The second thing you have to do is be sure that you can communicate that to others. Well, that's, you're absolutely right. And think about it. Aren't they are also the first two steps in being a executive coach or a mentor? If you can't do those two things, then the person on the other side doesn't really understand what what you're trying to coach them up on. Exactly. It's the same with same when you're trying to win business. They don't really understand why should I use you? You know what is it that differentiates you? So you've really summarized it and articulated it perfectly. Actually, better than me. So I, I have to. I got to tell you, I was writing as you were speaking. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I tell you what, I have enjoyed this so much. I've learned so much from you today, Rocky. Now we're going to finish up with our final five rapid fire questions. Okay. So, what's one habit or skill that's helped you to become unstoppable? Habit or skill? Let's see. This is rapid fire, so I can't be thinking. Right? <laughs> uh, it's hard work. Okay. Great. What's one quality that you feel every good coach needs to develop? Honesty. Awesome. Recommend one book that's had a big impact on your business or on your life. Well, first I would say Tighten the Lug Nuts by Rocky Romanello. Absolutely. <laughs> but that aside, I will say a second great book to read if you really want to read a great book. And one that I use all the time is a book by Dennis Snow. It's called Lessons from the Mouse. Outstanding book. Okay. Awesome. I haven't heard of that. I'll check that one out. Now, give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. Hmm. That's an interesting one. Uh, I would say the Harvard Business Review uh, on the articles that come online. I think they're excellent. They 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 come to you in a summary form. So yeah, I would say Harvard Business Review. I, I they're good jo- They're good mind joggers. Awesome. Now, finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? Um, do you hang out on social? Do you, uh, can you give us your web address? So my web address, which is this is a this is something for kind of a good information for later on. So when you're starting your business, all these web names and all your names sound domain names sound really good. Write them down first. So uh, so our web address is www the number three. But the word managementservices.com. So that's the best uh, lesson is don't do that. <laughs> that's all. I wish I would have wrote it down and said, wait a minute, I got to write managementservices.com. Yes. Yeah, so it's the number three and the word managementservices.com. So it sounded great when we came up with it, but I should have wrote it down first. So that's a, a best practice for someone. And then, of course, we're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, all those uh, social media sites that uh, I'm not very good at, but I'm getting better at. And uh, But uh, social media is definitely a way to promote your business and uh, 
and get people to know who you are and what you, and what you do. So I would do that. And certainly on our website, you can um, not only purchase the book, but also send us some questions. I, I, I really enjoy when someone will email me and say, hey, I have this situation going on at work or I've, I've got this pros- problem going on. Any thoughts? You know what? I don't have any, any problems responding back. Think about this. Maybe this is a good way to go. If I can help in any way, I really enjoy that. Awesome. Well, we'll put the links to um, all of Rocky's social sites and the website in the show notes so that uh, the listeners can connect with him. This has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rocky. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure. You are an outstanding uh, interviewer. Boy, I got to tell you, you made it very easy. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Be safe. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.